Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanek. This week, what weather do Wookiees want? A little bit of a tongue twister. Before we get there, real weather interjects itself into our lives sometimes, and it certainly has for many people. Last week or two now, there have been some major winter storms going on out there. Now, for me, you know, not stuff I complain about, stuff I enjoy, and we've had some more snow here. Got a chance to go out and do some more hiking, some snowshoeing again. But I know for a lot of people, yeah, they may be wishing they never saw snow again. It's been a big deal here in the U.S., particularly in the state of Texas, where it crippled the power grid and bust pipes. It's just an area not used to this kind of weather. And someday in a future episode, we'll talk about how anti-cyclones can be just as bad as cyclones when it comes to weather. I'm not going to dive into that too much today, but just know it's not always, it, it, you know, it's like anything else. It's not only that there's much more to weather than the weather itself. It's sometimes the weather itself is not exactly what you would anticipate. But this has been, these past couple of weeks, it's been not just here in the U.S. I know in Europe there's been some pretty meaningful Winter weather, I mean, I saw a picture of Athens, Greece, where they, you know, had to put off COVID vaccinations because of how much snow they got. Just areas you don't think about, or areas seeing temperatures they hadn't seen in a couple decades. Very, uh, you know, winter weather, if you will. And a lot of vicinities are just, it's been a while. Uh, the stuff in Texas, it had been over 100 years since they had experienced weather of that magnitude, at least recorded weather of that magnitude, maybe as widespread as that. And some of the things that we build, we everywhere makes choices, right? I mean, that, there's been a lot of talk about that too. Why do wind farms in Sweden and Iowa, you know, not have problems yet they did in Texas and they get into that. And they, and, you know, there's, there's trade-offs everywhere you go. I mean, some places I've lived, you've had to bury the pipes four feet underground so they don't freeze in the wintertime. Other places, you can just doesn't matter. But in those places where it doesn't matter, it, sometimes it does matter. But, you know, we deal with those things and hopefully we learn and grow from them. Whether things will change, don't know. Don't know. But nonetheless, it is, I'm sure, a winter that many people won't forget after a year that many people won't forget. And I know people would like winter to get wrapped up and spring come out. And so I'll remind people that we're on the heels of meteorological spring, just another week or so. And as you've noticed, this this episode's coming out on weekend as well. I, I'm toying with the idea of changing the regular release date. The past few, I've just had a lot of stuff going on during the week. Weather business, you know, a lot of it is whenever, right? And it's always given me a lot of flexibility in my schedule. But sometimes when I'm working on projects that are a little more collaborative in nature, you end up pushing those into what would be a standard work week because some people have commitments on their weekends. And, you know, it, it's when it's not forecasting related, it, it doesn't need to you know, be maybe early at the night, early at the night, early in the morning or late at night that you're working on things. And so you kind of do it whenever. And it's allowed me the ability to kind of do the podcast in a certain scheduling routine. But recently, recently I've had to adjust some of the timing. 
And so don't be surprised if I change it. For now, I'm hopefully going to go back to what I would consider the normal Friday drop date. But yeah, might play around with it. I'm, I'm ending up doing more of the recording on the weekend. I don't necessarily like to do it then. But if I can't properly prep an episode, really doesn't matter. And since most of the episodes require a little bit of legwork, I don't like to push it that late because then that means I'm also prepping it a lot of times on the weekend and I don't don't like to spend the time on the weekend necessarily doing those things. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. All right, let's get to Wookiees and weather and why in the world we're talking about Wookiees and weather. Now, we're going to hit on a couple of topics we've touched on before, but from a different perspective and I also want to give you the backstory, though, so it's not. I'm not going to recast those episodes, if you will, or go into the detail that I did before. But what I'll do is I'll put the links in the show note, and I'm, I'll specifically mention which episodes here so that you can go to those episodes. So the first of which was having to do with space weather, right? And I've always found space weather interesting. And, you know, I was even looking at doing kind of a, what would you do if water wasn't the basis of our weather? Because, you know, I, I did that whole episode on water. And I even had it on the list. And I decided to go kind of a different route. And part of that was because I've done an episode on space weather before and talked about planets that, you know, might have diamonds as rain. or yeah, And you've seen it in some sci-fi movies like Interstellar where they think they're flying in the clouds and they realize that it's solid ice. You know, it's just suspended in the air. So episode 94, right, link in the show notes, but any of you who use, you don't need to, you know, rethink about it. Just know that the space weather episode is 94. So you can search for the 94 in the title, or you can go back and find episode 94 in the feed. I'm just trying to make it easier for you. We, we do a full thing about space weather. And so you can learn about it there and, and get a deeper dive if you want to. But you don't have to. Now, the other episode that's relevant has was the Hollywood episode, right? And I did an episode about that way, way, way early on, right? Back, back in, you know, why Hollywood can't get weather right. So my favorite weather movies, I started with, I think it was like episode three, but why Hollywood has weather problems was episode thirty. Was it 36? No, 86. I'm sorry. So around that same time. So those these episodes were fairly close to each other. And that came around the time of, I think it was the Geostorm movie. I don't remember which movie it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Geostorm. I was like, why can't they do this right? Or maybe it was the Hurricane Heist. It was one of those two. And I was just talking about, you know, what's the problem? Why can't they ever seem to get it done right? And the more I've thought about it, you know, a lot of times it's, budgets, right? If it's something that requires a lot of CGI, don't always have money for that. And to do convincing weather, I think you got to have some pretty good CGI or, or you've got to wait for the weather. And sometimes that's not a convenient thing to do. But I also think there's this challenge that when we have weather in movies of environments that we're used to, so earth-based, if you will, or settings that people might know, they kind of know what the weather's going to be like. Even when you try to do a futuristic movie like you know, Day After Tomorrow where it's catastrophic, people go, eh, I'm not sure I'm buying that, right? 
it's a little harder to suspend the reality when it's too close to home or supposed to be too based on reality. So start to think about this. Okay, if we step away from weather-specific movies, you know, and cover the ones I like, like Twister or, or other things like that, and ones that I don't, and we think about where is weather used, and the reason space weather came into this was, well, sci-fi is a logical choice, right? I've noticed more and more weather-related elements, I guess, in different sci-fi things that I've watched. Now, I mentioned kind of the earthy problem, right? And I think one of the reasons it works better in non-earth sci-fi is that we don't know what another world would be like. And so it's not as hard for us to suspend our reality for a little bit and go somewhere else and just imagine it being a different way. Now, I think there's some things weather-wise that have been done pretty well in sci-fi here, you know, Earth-based. Like some of the, like the Mad Max Thunder, um, not Thunderdome, Mad Max uh, Fury Road, right? Past couple years, relatively new movie. Eh, had a reasonable budget, but they did a big, kind of a big sandstorm scene. And I think it was, it came across as very plausible the way it was done. Seemed realistic. Now, you might argue that's not weather, and I, I can buy that, but it's in that same, I don't know, feel of, of outdoor weathery type of thing. There's a series in a, in a movie called Snowpiercer that it really isn't based on snow, but there's a, there's a lot of snow in the setting because it's, again, kind of a post-apocalyptic world, if you will. And... Again, I, I think it's because they don't focus on the weather and don't overplay it. They use it as a setting a stage, right? And I think that's what's maybe why it works so well in sci-fi. And there's two kind of, if you will, so let, let's assume it's easier there. Let's just assume that for the moment that it it's maybe simpler for us to suspend that reality. But I also think it's maybe used in a different way than sometimes how it's tried to use when it, when it crosses over from being the focus part, uh, you know, just a little mood background setting to the focus part of the film. It, it's got to be really done super right when it's earth-based. So if we go non-Earth, there's two franchises, like I said. You got Star Wars and Star Trek. And I started thinking about those and wondering, you know, is there one that it was more effectively done? More useful in its storytelling? And why might that be? And I started thinking about it a little bit. So I you know, started thinking about Star Trek. Now... Some people, you know, you tend to find people that are either Star, they love Star Wars or they love Star Trek and they're not both. Well, I kind of like both. Now, there are things I like about each one. But Star Trek, at its core, is about exploration, right? And us dealing with races. So it really is about the idea of a future 
of us going to that next phase. And Star Wars really different, right? Star Wars is a saga about good versus evil that happens to be set in a faraway world. And even if you look at it so long, long ago, right? In a world far, far away sort of thing. So it's even set in the past conceptually, right? And so being that it's more of a good, it, it's, it's just, it's different things. Not to say there's not good and evil in Star Trek, but it's the idea of what it's trying to tell and its storytelling is very different in a lot of ways than what Star Wars, the whole Star Wars saga has been trying to do. Now, there are exceptions in each case, of course. But we'll get back to whether that's relevant or not. I'm not sure, you know, if, if we'll find that that's the case. But I started thinking about Star Trek and I started going, well, what are my examples of weather? I mean, are there things that have stuck in my mind? And the funny thing is, is the ones that stuck in my mind is having kind of a weather element to it were some of the older films. So the original Wrath of Khan, not the, not the remake, but the older one had a sandstorm, if you will. It was very early in the episode. Then there was when they come back to Earth, when they save the humpback whales. And the only weather in there was this probe that had gone and disturbed the planet's balance, and it had pulled all this water out of the oceans and into the sky, right? And then there's a kind of a snow scene that's memorable in the Undiscovered Country, which is Star Trek VI, when they go to the Klingon prison planet. But all those were very... I mean, they did. They set a mood. But they weren't memorable. They didn't find them particularly well done. And I guess they kind of set a mood. But, I, you know, it, I didn't think of them as being critical for that, right? So one of them was to show you a planet that was just not hospital, hospitable at all. That was the whole idea in the Wrath of God. Coming home, they could have done it with or without weather. This probe was causing, wreaking havoc on the planet, right? That was the concern. That it was going to destroy the planet, if you will. And so you needed something at a planetary level. So they used weather in that regard. But it really wasn't about the weather. It was just about, you know, messing with the Earth system, if you will. And we're a water-based planet, so that's a logical way to do it. But that gets back to this non-plausible, you know, could that even ever happen sort of thing. And the snow scene and the other one that I mentioned, it's just a snow scene wasn't that outstanding. It set the tone that this, you couldn't escape from this prison because the planet was so cold. Right. So we got all those. Well done. None of them were extraordinarily memorable, if you will. And then I started thinking about Star Wars. And I started thinking about how from the very beginning, weather or the idea of weather is critical. Now, don't get me wrong. The first Star Wars movie didn't open up with weather. It opened up with two Ships shooting at each other. But shortly thereafter, there's this desert planet. And they go out of the way to show you how hot it is and how just difficult that world is because of the heat, the dry heat. And, you know, them trying to get moisture out of the sky. I mean, that's part of what they do. And, and, it, and again, it goes forward from there. Second movie starts with a, a memorable ice scene, right? And even further in that movie, we meet Yoda and his world has, it's, it's a kind of a swampy jungle combo, if you will, but there's a lot of focus on weather and that even it goes forward. So, you know, some of the stuff I could have a bias because it's when I remember seeing these movies for the first time, but some of the newer Star Wars films, the, the prequels, if you will, 
there's a world where the clones are made that's kind of like water planet with rain and it's a very some memorable use of of rain there then you go back to the you know, Wookiee relatives, if you will, the little Ewoks on Endor's moon and in, in Return of the Jedi. It's kind of a it you know it's interesting because the weather wasn't that prominent there, but they set the scene and they gave you kind of a temperate rainforest sort of setting, and so you kind of felt like that. You know, it was kind of a mossy, wet sort of world. So. What is the difference? I mean, why did I find it so effective? And is it this kind of space versus saga? Are they using the weather as this setting of good versus bad? I don't know. Was it was it a films versus TV? And, and you know, you think about it. Like I, I get back to this budget thing, right? Where you've got Star Wars, most of it, not all of it is set in a cinematic setting. Bigger budgets, probably. Not not the original film, necessarily, but beyond that, the budgets were huge. Whereas Star Trek, despite the fact of having some films in the universe there, most of it's been TV-based or series-based. But even when I look at those episodes, so many of them were based, sometimes they were on worlds, other worlds, right? But a lot of times they were just on their own starship. And weather really wasn't relevant there. Occasionally used it, but most often it was in the films. And even another, I mean, they had another ice scene in the Star Trek movies that came out not too long ago where where Chris Pine is uh, Captain Kirk. I, you know, he's on an ice world and, you know, he's got to deal with all those challenges. So they do use it, and they do set the scene with it, but I just, I don't, I don't find, I mean, I really had to think about the weather scenes to find it memorable. And you're wondering, probably wondering, well, how this hit me. I've been watching, and maybe you have too, the Mandalorian TV series, and that's the funny thing about this is, you know, I thought maybe it was one versus the other, but the Mandalorian, there were some scenes set with, there was a, a scene set with a foggy kind of planet, and I was just reminded in watching that at how well I thought the Star Wars universe better captured the use of weather as a mood-setting element because that's really all it is. I mean, you know, you're not it's not the focal point of any of the stories. And so I don't know. I I I end of day I don't know if it's budget and I even there was a I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a write-up on StarWars.com, right, of how they use it as a storytelling tool. And I do think it's relevant because I, I think what's happening is I think there's just more thought process put into the idea of how can weather help us tell the story we're trying to tell of essentially good versus evil, right? And I just don't think it's hit as an example, Star Trek the same way. So I don't know. All I do know is that when it comes to Star Wars, I think they've done a good job, and this I don't say very much about Hollywood, about using weather and using it effectively as a tool in their storytelling to set the mood properly for the story they're trying to tell. And it seems like they've done it purposely based on that article. Now, that article's a little older, five years old. 
But it does seem like they do it. They've done it enough that they seem to get it right. So maybe that's passed on from, you know, director to director, because now we're starting to see some changes in that, that realm, right? But let me know if you have, because we've talked about it before, if you have either a series, it doesn't have to be sci-fi at all, where you think they've done a good job, something that's more than a, than a single movie about the weather. But if you've come across something where you were struck about how weather was used, in storytelling. Because it's not new. Even that Star Wars article, right, talks about how it's been used by authors, you know, Shakespeare used it or whoever else they wanted to mention used it. It's not a new thing. It's been used often. But it hasn't always been done well in television and movies. So let me know. And it, again, it doesn't have to be, it could be just an everyday live show where you think that they've used weather well to, to set up, set the scene, if you will, or just in general. Now, I'll leave you with the fact that the Star Wars, there, there used to be a website that did Star Wars weather. You could essentially ch- choose different planets in the Star Wars universe and go there, and there was a weather forecast created for it. The guy had to shut it down, though, because he was using the Yahoo Weather API, and they cut off access to him. But the Star Wars app, you can go do it. The Star Wars app will give you your weather. Now, it'll show you, like, the weather in some other random place in the Star Wars universe on a given day. So if you really like Star Wars, and you really want to get your weather fa- forecast, I think it's I think AccuWeather supplies it, so you'll know where it's coming from. So you can get it in the little Star Wars fashion. So just know that's out there. I can probably, you don't even need me to put a link in the show notes. Just go to the Star Wars, just find it on either, either an Apple or Google play, whichever your universe is in terms of your phone, you can pull it if you really want to. I hope you found this interesting. Again, this was a topic that was kind of on my list just because I thought that show did such a good job with the weather, but it's just, you know, a reminder again, that so many places we look, so many things we look at every day. Sometimes the weather part is done without us really paying attention, right? Sometimes it's done intentionally to make us feel a certain way or think about something, but also intentionally to where we don't focus on the weather because that's not the goal. The goal is just to put you in a mindset or a feeling state so that you better enjoy what they're sharing with you. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. <laughs>